community is immune to the dangers of substance use and addiction. Within the Menominee tribe, we've all seen the impacts firsthand. That's why we need to talk about it as we join together to bring this problem out in the open. In this podcast, we'll focus on education, highlight resources that are available, talk about initiatives underway to deal with this public health threat, and smash stereotypes that we all have about addiction. The Talk About It podcast is an initiative of the Menominee Indian Drug Addiction and Intervention Team with your hosts, Sheena and Gary. You may have heard of the phrase harm reduction when there is a discussion about those who use drugs, but what is it? Harm reduction includes practical strategies aimed at reducing negative consequences associated with drug use. The primary goal is to save lives and protect the health of both people who use drugs and their communities. In this episode, we will hear from Diane Hippis, MAT Program Coordinator from the Menominee Tribal Clinic about harm reduction, how it's used, and why it's so vital to not only those who use drugs, but to our community as well. Welcome, Diane. Thank you. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself or your role before we get started? I'm sure. My name is Diane Hippas. Um, I am the MAT coordinator at the Menominee Tribal Clinic. Um, the MAT program is medication-assisted treatment um, for those that are struggling with an opioid use. I've been at the clinic for 21 years now. Oh, wow. So what is the concept of harm reduction? Um, harm reduction, as far as the clinic, is basically making sure that we keep people alive, you know, to really to really help with all of the overdoses and the struggling that is going on in our community. So it's just different things. You know, we understand that treating addiction is not always perfection, that it is progress. And as long as we can start working with folks, you know, there is always hope that we can get them to that place of absolute sobriety. The concept of harm reduction has really been embraced by those working in behavioral health. Why is that? Um, again, because we are kind of meeting people where they are. Um, asking for behavioral health services and addiction services are two of the hardest things that our patients need to do. And so when they come in and they can present their own plan, you know, maybe it is not always the plan that we want to hear, mm-hmm. but if they can present their own plan, then we can at least start working with them. You know, there there is no shame and there is no judgment. You know, we, we hear what their goals are and we can work from there. And oftentimes when we get a relationship with the person, then we can start you know, to really have those hard conversations and make those difficult changes. How does it work in real life? And can you give some examples? Oh, yeah. At the clinic, um, first of all, Suboxone itself is really thought of as harm reduction because as most people do understand, when you take Suboxone, you your body is still physically dependent on that medication. We Do not say that people that are taking Suboxone are addicted because addiction, it is not only physical dependency of the body, but it is also consequences. You know, maybe stealing to support your habit or maybe not taking care of your children as well, you know, because you you really are always out searching for those substances. So although Suboxone does carry some physical dependency, patients go on to live very normal, productive, 
productive lives. Most of our patients, you know, um, first of all, see how how their children are responding to them, much better relationships with their children. Um, they are getting employed. They are doing things like trying to get their driver's license and, and find stable housing. So it, it really does make a huge difference. And other things that we do at the clinic, um, we make sure that any community or family member or, or person struggling with addiction themselves, if they want Narcan, we get that into their hands. Um, even people who just work out in the community often will come in and ask for Narcan. And again, their, their name isn't associated, no questions asked, just if they've had it before and they know how to use it, you know, and if they do not, we will give them a little bit uh, of a, you know, a few minute training on that. And finally, the fentanyl test strips, which also our EMS have, um, you know, understanding that we are never going to stop all drug use, but if we can at least make it safe, um, that way when somebody buys something, they can actually test their drugs before they use it to make sure that there is not that deadly fentanyl in that mix. So those are just some of the things that we are doing at the clinic. So speaking of family, how can family members use harm reduction approaches when interacting with those in recovery? Uh, family members are very, very important. Um, it, it's very hard when when you have a person in early recovery and they know like we have the holiday season coming up that they're going to be seeing their family and there's going to be like a lot of substance use at those sort of gatherings. So first of all, get all the information they can about recovery and helping people, you know, to understand how hard, you know, it really is. Recovery is, is very, very difficult. Um, but other things that they can do is make sure that, you know, if you do have people in your family who are using to come and get that Narcan, you know, um, there are different avenues, not at the clinic, but different avenues that, that families can get their hands like on safe needles. If people need those out in the community, you know, helping make sure that, that those things are disposed of correctly and not just laying around in our parks where, where children would be able to see them. And, you know, we even have a lot of families in the house, in the neighborhoods now that will advertise that they have fentanyl or fentanyl test strips or um, Narcan in their homes, mm -hmm. you know, and, and welcome people, no questions asked, you know, to come in and get those supplies anytime. Mm -hmm. Is harm reduction the same thing as trauma-informed care? Yeah, it's, it's pretty close, isn't it? Because we, again, we are meeting people where they are. Um, oftentimes people will come to us and, and say to us, well, I want to quit taking these opioids because it's fatal. You know, there's a lot of overdoses happening in the community. I'm not quite ready to maybe get rid of some of those other things, mm -hmm. you know? And if we would just instantly say to them, no, it, you know, it, it's all or nothing, they're going to leave and they're going to walk out. And, mm -hmm. you know, of course, our goal is always absolute sobriety. But if, again, if we can start to work with them, if they're in charge of their treatment plan, if, if you know, we respect their voice, which is a big part of trauma-informed care, if we respect their voice and say, yes, we want to help you, we want, if we keep them alive 
there is always hope, you know, that they will someday reach that sobriety. But if there is an overdose or, you know, a, a bad accident due to use or something, we might not always have that chance. Mm-hmm. What else should we know about the harm, harm reduction? Um, just know that harm reduction works. We We are not you know, supplying the addict, you know, with different ways to get high and different, you know, the things that we hear about out in the community, we want to keep them alive because where there is life, there is hope for sobriety. And so please, you know, again, no questions asked. If friends or family members are using, come to the clinic and get the supplies you need. Encourage that family member to come in. It's a very hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to come in and say that they need help, but um, it, it is worth it, and we are saving lives every day. Well, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. So if someone wants help or a family or friend would like some more information, where can they contact you? Um, you can contact me right through the medical department. That's where I am. I'm the only Diane back there, so really easy to get a hold of me. <laughs> okay. um, my direct line is 715-799-5429. And um, our program assistant case manager, Davy Boyd, her phone number is 715-799-6269. Thank you for listening to the Talk About It podcast. For more information on addiction or substance use, as well as recovery resources, please contact the Manosakia Wellness Center at 715-799-3835, the Menominee Tribal Clinic at 715-799-3361, or the Menominee County Human Services at 715-799-3861. Recovery coaches are also available 24-7 by calling 715-972-3280. The Talk About It podcast is produced by the Menominee Tribal Communications Department.